I've got just a little thought, and don't, probably won't take too long. Just uh, actually, I probably won't even read very many scriptures. I looked up several, and uh, uh, Jim Curl. Uh, I've just got one, and it's very familiar. Them, uh, by the way, references here just uh, a couple of services back. And uh, I just, uh, it's more or less about an observation than anything. But uh, I just like to just a few minutes. The scripture says in James chapter 4 and verse 8, very, very familiar. And uh, it's simple wording, but uh, it simply says this draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh unto us. And uh, I can say, as an observance, and uh, uh, I got to thinking, and, and while I was doing this, I just kind of, my mind went back all the way back to the beginning. When God made the earth and formed it, when he built, made all the things, spoke all the things in existence, when he made man, put man in the garden. And I got to thinking just a little bit about that daily walk, that daily visitation, uh, closer that, that that Adam had with God. He it it's like nothing else. He he was, he was a, a a a being made by God's own. Everything else that God did was spoke into existence except man. And they, not him, they made God. And I feel like it was all three of them. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost made man. It was special. It was totally different than anything God had done up until now. And he had done the spectacular things. He had made a universe so vast that we're just a small speck in that. He made planets on top of planets, galaxies up on top of galaxies, places that, we, that we're not even capable of exploring. We cannot build nothing to reach as far as, uh, as, uh, as the heavens and all the things that... But God, out of all that vastness, he made something on the average of maybe 5, 10, what the average? Somewhere on that height. Normal weight about 170 pounds and less. That's what he made. But there is something different about that that he made. That every day he came down and walked in the garden to talk to Adam. Every day Adam looked forward to that day, to that time that he walked down among him, except for one day. Something happened. Adam lost his closeness with God. See, this, this, this scripture says, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh unto us. So what this scripture is telling us is that that, that first step is ours. 
That is the first, that first step is ours. He wants us to draw now. He wants us to make that step toward him, to go toward him. And then he in turn will respond by coming to us. He, uh, he, he, he's not one that's going to force his way upon us. He's not one that's going to intrude upon us, upon, on, on, on our, uh, as, uh, as what we call the days. He will not intrude upon our space. But he will do this if we invite him, if we ever ask him to come in. He'll do just that. He'll draw. He'll get closer. And, uh, and, and Adam walked with him every day. Can you imagine? At the time, and, and, and probably God gave Adam probably the, 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 the intelligence that would be vast in any age. He allowed him to name the animals. All the things that were put there. More than likely, he even named the trees. He called an oak an oak. An elm tree an elm tree. A maple and so on and so forth. He called them all these names. He had such an intelligence that God gave him because he, he was the one who started it all. He had a walk with God that was that was un, unimaginable to, to, to realize what was taking place. That he would sit there. When, when, when the time comes, he would wait for him. And he, 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 he may find him a, a, a rock somewhere and, and just sit there and wait to hear God walking down through the, through the groves or, or uh, in, in amongst the, the meadows in places, wherever. But he anticipated that time that he spent with God. That was precious until that day. And that day that God came, he got afraid of him. He hid from him. All the other days he welcomed him. All the other times he was glad to see God come, except for that day. What happened to Adam? He lost his closeness with God. See, what's happening now in, in, in this world, and we can look it all over, and uh, 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 God sitting there on his throne. All through the ages, God has, has desired to have a closeness with his creation. All through the ages, he has had a desire to just to have a walk with them and, and to communicate with them and, and just to sit down and, and, and have a little chat. That's all he did with Adam. He just wanted to have just a little talk. He walked up to Adam and said, how's your day going today? What have you named today? And Adam will probably tell him, so, well, I, I, I named all the, all, the, all the creatures in the sea. I gave all the different species and all the different varieties names. 
Even the bird, you see that bird flying there? Say, I gave you the name. And God said, that's good. Because he had a closeness with God. He had a walk with God that, that could not be measured in anything until that day. Adam lost that closeness. Adam lost that walk that he had with God. And God even got to the point because of, because of the, uh, the, only, the only thing that he told him not to do, he did. He said, I can't allow you to stay in the garden no longer. We'll have to put you out. Because if you stay here and if you eat of the tree of, uh, of life, so you'll live forever. Because you sinned. Because you disobeyed me. Adam, you lost your closeness with me. You lost that relationship that you and I had. We ain't got that now. I'm going to have to go kill an animal that I didn't want to do so that you'll have clothes to put on your back to cover your nakedness. This is not how I intended it to be here in the garden, Adam. I wanted this close walk. I wanted this, this uh, 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 bond between you and I. I wanted you to be something special to me. But now, your disobedience has separated us. I can't be as close to you as I was. And so he, 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 he went on ahead. He took him out of the garden. Set two cherubims there, two angels, the guard. Make sure he didn't go in. Over the process of time, the garden eventually disappeared. And then life continued on. Adam was blessed. God blessed him. God gave him his sons. First, his two sons. One killed the other. And then, and then we know as time went on. And God began to bless. And God began to move. God began to allow to expand. It came to the point where Noah he, he, he was the only one, him and his family, that, 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 that survived the, the flood because God was looking for that closeness. And Noah had that closeness. The Bible says that he had a testimony that pleased God. What is he saying? He was close to God. Noah was close to God. And he was close enough to God and he did the things that God asked him. He said, no, I'm going to spare you and your family because what you do pleases me. See, this is all God desired out of us today is that we please him. He, he doesn't, he's not expecting us to, uh, to do great works, though some do. He's not expecting us to, uh, to have uh, uh, the, the greatest of uh, uh, recognition. He, he doesn't desire that. All he desires of us is for us to love him and have that closeness to draw nigh unto him and just get into the place that, that we can uh, uh, communicate. That's all God has ever asked of his, of his people. Says, 
just let me talk to you. That's all he's ever wanted to do. So let me talk to you. Let me bless you. That's been his, that's been his whole goal. Uh, even when the uh, children of Israel, after they came into the land uh, that was promised, the first thing he said, he said, if you, if, you, if you love me, if you obey my commandments, I'll bless you. But said, if you don't, I'll curse you. And that wasn't saying bad words to them. That was just telling them things will happen to you. Because, and it was all based upon that closeness. That's all that he desired of them. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And, uh, and, and that's, that's the closeness that God was desiring for the children of Israel. And as we read through the history, uh, there, if you can look at the, uh, uh, from king to king, all through the history of it, and uh, you'll, you'll see an up and down. If you, if you did a chart on it, it was a lot like this. One king rise up, he loved God, he would tear down the groves, the, the idols and all those things. He would tear all them down. And then when he was gone, more than likely it would be his son, he would come along, and, uh, and he wouldn't know God. He wouldn't have that closeness with God. He would build them right back up. They'd go about uh, worshiping idols and doing all the things that they did prior to that until his reign was over. And then the next one would come along. He would serve God. He would tear them down. And they'd done that all through their history. Because one king desired to be close to God. One king desired not to be close to God. And all through the time, uh, uh, and one, uh, uh, one in full story, one incident I was reminded of was Saul. See, Saul chosen the first king. It wasn't God's intention to have a king. He did not want his people ruled by king. He told them when they, when they came and said, we want a king. And up until that time, they had had judges uh, that ruled, uh, that, that, that governed them. And, and because that, that judge was close to God, that judge got words directly from God. He didn't have to go out to find uh, 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 the committee uh, to gather up a group of men to have them come together uh, around and, and decide what uh, what laws they was going to have, what what the, uh, things that they was going to do, because God spoke directly to those judges. But see now, the children of Israel said, "We want to be like all the other people around us. All them's got kings. We won't be like them." Reluctantly, God gave in, let them have a king, but God still chose the king. He found Saul, who was the head and shoulders above them all. He anointed him king. God was with him. God walked with, with Saul. God was there. God, God led uh, Saul in, uh, in, in, in the battles. God led Saul into uh, 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 different, different uh, 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 phases of, uh, 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 of being a king. And, and he, he led him and, and helped him to be the king. Even though he didn't want him to, to have a king, but yet, once they had the king, he was still going to bless him. 
But, but see, Saul made a mistake. Along with, Saul had a closeness with God, and, and, and God would uh, uh, be with him, and God protected him. And, and, uh, and so uh, uh, it comes to a time that there was this little boy who came down to check on his brothers for his father. And a big giant was out in the land threatening the children of Israel. But see, this little boy, he had, he had something different than, than just being a, a, a shepherd. He, he, was, he was not a mighty warrior. He didn't have a, all the, uh, uh, the training of his, of his brothers or, or even anyone else. He didn't have none of that. The only thing he knew, he had a close relationship with God. That made all the difference to him. He, he, he would look up there and he saw that giant. He looked back at, the, at his brothers and he looked around at all the soldiers and all them and how afraid they was of this uh, nine foot tall man, which I guess anybody was six foot and under probably would be. Huge man. Huge. But see, David didn't look at that and see, and, uh, and see the size of it because he had a closeness with God. He had a walk with God that was beyond anything that that, 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 that giant had even seen. That giant never knew what God was, was all about. And the story goes on that David slew that giant. And, and David got all kinds of honor and uh, he, he, he was, uh, you know, they, they, they bragged on him to all the things that he did. And uh, so, so something happened to Saul. Saul got jealous. But that wasn't the downfall of Saul. Saul was told by God because God was still talking to Saul. God had, like I say, God, all he wants to do is talk to us. All he wants to do is, is for us to have a relationship with him that where we can, he can speak to us. If it's nothing other than, than, than open up the word of God and, and beginning to read. He wants us to have, he wants to have a conversation with him. So he had these conversations with Saul. And he told Saul, he said, when you go into battle, he said, I don't want you bringing nothing back. No spoils, nothing. Don't want nothing brought back to the king. Destroy everything. But Saul disobeyed God. And when he came back, you know what the biggest, you know what our biggest problem with our, our people's relationship with God is disobedience. And, and sometimes it's not the big sins that, that, that cause people to fail. It's not the, uh, uh, the going out and, and committing the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, stealing and doing things like that, things that's breaking the law. It's not a lot of those things that, that's keeping people from getting closer to God. It's the simple fact that we just don't obey Him at all the times that, 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 that we should. We, we fail to have that closeness with God because that, that we're, we're not willing to draw nigh unto him. Uh, uh, 
We, we're not willing to take that step to God. And a lot of times we're more like, you know, you wouldn't think eating a, eating a, a, a fruit would be that big a sin. You wouldn't think so, would you? But it was not that he ate the fruit in itself, but that he disobeyed God in doing so. He could eat anything else in there except that. It doesn't take us a lot to lose some of our closeness with God. Uh, you read in the Word of God where it says that, uh, you know, if we draw back, he's not pleased with us. Because, see, what we're doing is we're going away from him. He wants us to go toward him. So when we draw nigh to God, which is simply just getting near him, makes a difference. Uh, when we can walk before God in, uh, in, uh, and, and having a relationship, uh, he, he said in his word that, that he was in us. And, uh, and in turn, we in him. That's closeness. That, Brother Robert used to say, I can feel him walking around inside him. Now that's getting close. Because that is getting, that's, that's close. When you can feel him walking around inside. That's that closeness that, that God is desiring. From. He just, he just wants us to, uh, 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 to be blessed. Uh, he, he wants to, uh, for us to have the promises that he, that he has given us. He desires to have. It is his good pleasure that his people are. I know we're going to have problems. We all do. But there's one promise he did leave with us. If we walk with him, he'll see us through. All the troubles and all the things that we do, we need that comfort. And as we see now, and I've heard some things on the news that's disturbing to me. I heard it was a judge. No, it was a, it was a priest in Florida that was told, do not pray using the name of God. Couldn't use the name God when they. I know it's been the word they didn't want you to use Jesus, but now they don't even want you to use the name of God. We're losing that closeness. We're losing that because see anymore used to be there was being an outrage to to things like that. Now, you know, it's just they just things that's happening. China today, or yesterday, one or the other, said that uh, we should go to one world currency. Do away with our dollar. And when we get to the point where we accept that, then we're losing our closeness with God. But, see, God, all his desire is for us as his church. And, and you can look at, there's a lot of the church, and I'm not just speaking about here, 
You, you go by the body of Christ or the church of Christ or you know, the, whole, the whole body itself. There is that drawing away. There is that lack of closeness because there is not that much of a communication between them and God. They have got to the point where they, they hide themselves. See, there is a difference between fearing God and being afraid of God. Now, I, I, I don't know how, how to explain that, and I'm going to quit on this one, uh, how to explain the difference between them. But see, to be afraid of something is, is something that you shun. If you're, if you're afraid of, uh, 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 well, uh, 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 spiders and snakes and things like that, mites and all those. If you're afraid of those things, you're not going to get near them if you can help. But if you fear God, and if you have that, that fear, then you reverence Him in, in a spirit of awe that, you know, of a uh, 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 of knowing that he can do things that are much more powerful than we could ever imagine. We know that at the at the, uh, 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 speaking of his word, he caused an earthquake to get anywhere that he desires it to happen. But we we need to we need to fear God is that we're not. That we're, uh, 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 we understand that he is God and he is a just God, but he is also a God who will judge. And when we have that fear, when we have that fear of God, then, then we, but, but in, in the same sense that we know that, that we can have that relationship with him, that he will bless us and, and, and he will be with us and he'll walk with us. And uh, I guess the best way to sum it up, uh, uh, being afraid we've done something wrong, uh, having the fear of God we've done something right. I, that's the best way I know to explain it. I don't know if it makes any sense or not. That's the best way I know how to, how to explain it. See, Adam was afraid of God because Adam done something wrong. But when we fear God, it's because we're doing something right. When we can come into the house of God and, and, and draw nigh unto Him, get that walk with Him that is above anything that we can imagine. Getting that closeness with Him. Entering a communication with Him. And the way we communicate with God is simple. We pray. We praise. We worship. We and, and we we obey as servants, but also as children. We're more children than we are servants. That's what he wants out of us to be his children. And when we're children, what did the commandment say? Children, obey your parents. We have a father. He wants us to obey him.
because he'll bless us. He'll do what, uh, what, what he promised us, but he wants us to be close to him. He wants us to have a walk with him. And when we have that walk with him, we can have that assurance when the storms come. And Isaiah said, when the, when the storms come, he's there. When the, when the, when the, river, when, when the, when the rivers rises and we have to cross, he'll take us over to the other side. And when the fire comes, we won't be burned. He said, because he's with us. That's not exactly quoted word for word, but uh, that's basically what he was saying, that he'll be with us because we're close to him. We walk with the Lord. We have that fellowship with him. And it's all that God has ever asked of, you, of, his, of, his, of his people. Just walk with him. Just walk with him. And I'm going to close with this. He, he, him and Enoch went walking one day. That's getting close. And I've heard, I've heard him say this. And uh, Enoch and God were walking. God looked over to Enoch and said, I'm, we're closer to my house than we are yours. Just go on. And he took it. Because he walked close with God. And that's going to happen to his church one of these days. When the church walks close enough to him, he says, come on home. And he says, go. Go get a walk. Go to him. Go to him.